Welcome to the Druids Grove, where we discuss all things related to Druids, their history, current day practices, and how to build a deeper connection and relationship with the earth. I'm so glad you're here. If you find what I have to share helpful, please subscribe and share with others that may enjoy it, and check the show notes for more information. Come on in, relax for a bit, and I hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Druids Grove. We are going to continue on our journey through the use of our senses. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the sense of smell. And the sense of smell is the most connected to our memories. Uh, When we smell something familiar to us, it can spark a memory or even a feeling that does not necessarily involve a conscious memory. It can even just evoke uh, a sensation of kind of peace or calm or even fear. Um, we, we use our sense of smell in so many different ways and you know not just to smell foods for example and enjoy that but um, to even to purposely evoke a, me- a memory. Um, we can use our sense of smell to avoid things that may harm us like spoiled foods um, or mold or bacteria or we can even smell animals uh, that may harm us and we can know to stay away from them. We use our sense of smell to, to attract us to food that would be beneficial for us to consume, um, you know, or even beneficial for the plant that is emitting an odor because it wants to smell appealing, because it wants to be consumed to spread its seeds. And so through druidry, we can think about all of these things using our sense of smell and see how we're interacting with our environment. And the sense of smell may seem like an odd sense uh, to consider uh, when thinking about druidry. So you know, let's let's kind of start with the elements again, like I've been doing in the pre- previous episodes. So we can think of the element of water, and with water we can think of the ocean. Uh, you know, being near the ocean or a beach and that salty smell of the sea air. Um, and we can think of other parts of water. Um, you know, we can think of a murky, kind of moldy, algae-filled pond. Um, or a, a clean lake, um, or, um, you know, um, a, a stream or a creek. These all have very different, distinct smells. Um, and we can also think of rain. So if we think of rain hitting different surfaces and emitting different smells, and for me, rain, one expression of rain that kind of comes to mind with a sense of smell is uh the rain hitting pavement on a on a hot summer day landing on asphalt um i don't know why but that sense of that that smell um it's very strong to me and i like it i don't know why but maybe maybe you know what i'm talking about um but maybe you have a sense of a memory of the smell of rain somewhere that that makes you smile and, and really connect with it um we can think of other expressions of rain, for instance, the smell of snow uh, falling or the smell of contrast, uh, you know, freshly falling snow, a fresh blanket of snow. Contrast that with uh, snow that's been on the ground for a few weeks or a few days and it's muddy and slushy and, and murky and, you know, it smells like dirty. So you can think of that. Um, we can also think of other things that water can be mixed with um, that that evokes smells. So we think of coffee or tea or soups or stews. Um, Water is kind of the main component or vessel 
or ingredient in all of these. It's just the things that are in it that allow us to smell them, transmitted through water and water vapor coming up to our nose. So the next would be fire. So of course we can think of the smell of fire. Um, some people, this can be overwhelming or bothersome and some people enjoy it. it. It kind of depends on the environment that you may be in and what your situation is. We can think of a fire in a fireplace. So a fire in a fireplace in a home, um, if you think of a wood-burning fireplace that is very smoky, it, ev it emits a very different smell than a gas propane fireplace. Um, and some people have reactions and respond differently to each one of those. And some people like both of those very, you know, they, they respond to them very differently. Uh, or even a campfire. We can think of being outside with a campfire. And there's that old, you know, kind of joke or meme about sitting near a campfire and the smoke starts blowing in your face. So you get up and you go to the other side of the fire. Now the smoke's blowing in your face. And it's like, oh my gosh, everywhere I go, the smoke is following me. What is going on here? You know, that's kind of an old, kind of an old joke. Um, but, you know, can you smell that if you think about it? Can you, can you imagine the smell of a nice campfire or a fire in a fireplace in a home? Um, but we can think of fire in other ways. We talked about before the, the sun. So, again, if you've never noticed these things, it's very, it's very weird to verbalize them, but we've probably all done it at some point. And that's kind of the, the whole point of Druidry is to be aware of these little nuances. But you can think of... The, sun, the, the smell of the sun heating up your skin. And I know that sounds kind of weird. Like in the winter, if the sun's on your skin, you don't really feel much. But if you, in, in the summer, uh, it, your, your skin gets very warm, it will emit a different smell. And then, of course, there's also the warmth, uh, you know, the sun's warmth heating up your skin and then making you sweat and the smell of sweat that kind of carries over into water. Uh, but that but that element is there as well. And we can think of cooking. So we can think of all the amazing things that we can eat and smell thanks to the invention of fire and, and being able to cook our food. Um, you know, and also thinking of the fire of the sun again, we can think of all of the plants around us that thanks to the fire and the heat of the sun, we are able to smell all of the flowers and the trees and the plants and the, the vegetables and the fruits and, and everything that, that grows thanks to the heat of the sun and the fire of the sun, we are able to smell them. And then if we think about the element of air, this one's going to be a little bit tricky, but, um, you know, air is also another, the, a medium like water. So air can be a medium through which things pass or are transmitted for us to smell. So, um, but just air itself, we can think of the smell of cold air versus the smell of hot summer air or, or, or the smell of um, humid, moist air versus dry desert air. These are very different smells. Um, you know, we wouldn't, re we wouldn't be able to smell anything if it weren't for air. We wouldn't, I mean, nothing that there would, it, it would be a vacuum. It would be like being in space and we wouldn't be able to smell anything. Well, I mean, if we were in the vacuum of space, we would be dead, but that's aside from the point. But anyway, um, but the air is a vessel just like water through which things are transmitted for, for us to be able to smell. So lastly, we can look at the element of earth. Um, you know, the earth comes in many different forms, which we've talked about. And the most common that we can experience would be like soil or dirt. 
and especially if it's uh, wet. Um, wet soil has a very different smell than dry soil. Um, you know, if you've ever been to the desert, you can contrast uh, desert sand or desert rocks and dirt. That smells very different than being in a wet forest. Um, you know, along with the earth, we can consider all the plants and the trees that are associated with them because they are part of the earth. Uh, and, you know, I wouldn't even know where to start talking about all of the, the things that we can smell in, out in, in nature. I mean, it's just, it's, there's so many different things. Plants and trees and flowers, you know, the flowers with their blooms, the, the blooms of trees budding in the spring, all of the fruits and vegetables that we can smell. Um, you know, you can even think of, you know, finding a place near you like we've talked about, um, and you go there and you see it as it changes visually using your sense of sight throughout the year, but you can also use your sense of smell. You know, what does it smell like where you like to go for a walk in the spring versus in the fall or in the winter versus in the summer? Um, what does it smell like at night versus during the day? Um, you can go out and experience these things. So you can think of the fall when the leaves are on the ground, especially after a rain, it, whether you're in the city or out in, in the country somewhere, it's, uh, you know, the wet ground and wet leaves are a very different smell than a dry, warm day in the spring. And again, these, some of these things may seem weird, but have you ever gotten close to a tree and smelled the bark of a tree um, <clears throat> or um, a, a down log, a rotted, rotting tree that's on the ground or moss? Um, you know, if you haven't if you haven't done that, it, it seems weird, and um, but but you know, get out there and try to experience that. Excuse me, I had to get some water. Sorry. Um, so I, I did this one day, and this brought up a very distinct memory. So I'm sure if someone saw me, they would have thought I was crazy. Um, but there's a park that I stop at um, off in the woods uh, before I go to work sometimes. Um, just to stop at the creek, walk around for maybe five or ten minutes. Um, but I was on this trail in this park, way deep in the mountains. Um, I, I have to drive through these mountains to get to work. And I, I got on this trail, and I'd walked a few hundred yards down the trail. And just walking, I had a feeling um, to look over to my left, and I looked. And there was this uh, tree stump, an old tree stump, um, that had had rotted out. It had been there so long that the top of the, the inside of the tree trunk or stump was rotten. Uh, it was mostly hollow and kind of decaying. And, but there was this beautiful, like wet moss and ferns growing inside of this, uh, tree trunk. And there is the, the moss. It was, it had been there so long. It's growing up and then over the edge of the tree stump and trailing down over to the ground you know, and it had it was fall, so there were quite a few wet leaves, um, kind of laying around the top and around the bottom as well. And just for some reason, something told me to stop there. And again, the, these experiences sound crazy, but I'm just going to kind of tell you about it, just so you can maybe you've had experiences like this, and you've if you think about it, you think maybe you look crazy, but you're not alone if you've had these experiences. So, you know, something told me to stop there, so I did. And then I had this feeling, something told me to kneel down beside this stump. So I knelt down, and a lot of times I take pictures of things when I find them. So I took a few pictures, and I'm looking at it really closely. And, you know, I just had this feeling, and I started thinking. I was like, thank you 
thank the forest. I was thanking the forest for this beautiful gift. I was like, thank you so much for showing this to me and bringing my attention to it. This is truly beautiful, you know, and, and looking back and I was like, how old is this tree? And what happened to it and how how did this moss start growing and how long has the moss been here and are there any animals that live in this tree stump is just you know thinking about all these things and then just paying attention to it and noticing all these details and and for whatever reason again something inside told me to kind of kneel down close and smell the the moss and to you know um, pick up a few of those wet dead leaves and smell them and then to kind of crumble them up in my hand and then smell them again it smells very different um you know if uh when you crumble up leaves that are wet they smell different than just smelling them without crumbling them up and breaking them um you know so um doing that and then i got closer i lean over to the the middle of the trunk where all this moss is and then i started smelling that and smelling the 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 the, uh, tree stump itself and, you know, they, they, all of these things have so many different smells and they evoke different emotions, you know, whether they're conscious or unconscious, that those feelings are in there. And without thinking, didn't even think about it, nothing told me to do it, but I just kind of leaned forward, I bowed down and I put my head on, on my forehead on this uh, tree stump. And I just sat there for about 10 seconds and I just started crying. I don't know why. And I know this sounds crazy, but this, this is a, you know, I was just so grateful for that moment to be there and to experience that. And, you know, and, and I just started thanking the forest for this experience. And, you know, this, this was one of the biggest spiritual experiences I've ever had in the forest. And at all, all it did, it came from stopping and walking for 10 minutes down a trail. And just, I had this feeling to look over and it was just, all it was, was, me taking the time to be aware and to be connected and to kind of look deeply into things and to use my senses and to experience it. You know, and in that moment I was kind of able to look at the life cycle of the forest and and to, you know, at the same time to kind of um, you know, internally weep or externally weep for the loss of this tree and to also to see the gift of this tree trunk to make it a home for all of these other things that were living on it. You know, this this is just one stump, tree stump, with some moss and some leaves and a forest. Um, you know, this forest is probably a few hundred square miles, just a huge forest. And, you know, this one tree stump brought that to me. And, you know, I was able to kind of, you know, I'm getting philosophical or whatever about it, but to see the expression of the universe just in, a, you know, a droplet of dew or, or moisture that is sitting on this moss, sitting on this tree stump. It, and, and all of this came from just my sense of smell and connecting to it. Of course, I saw it and used my sense of vision and touch, but the, the sense of smell for that experience was very prominent for me. So maybe you've had experiences like that. I don't know. And if you've not, get out there and try it and experience it. It's, it's, it's life-changing. That's what Druidry is about. So. Um, we can also, uh, using uh, or talking about the sense of smell, we can look to animals, um, you know, both for their sense of smell, but also for the things they do um, to affect the sense of smell of other animals. So we've talked about a few few of these before, but we can think of a skunk, um, or we can think of uh, the female deer, the does, when they are in estrus, when they are... Um, you know, they, when they are in heat and it's breeding season, they they emit a smell to lure the deer in to mate with them. Um, there are many scents that animals uh, release to either attract or repel others. Um, 
we can also look at the actual sense of smell that different animals have. So I, lo I looked up a few of these just because I was curious. You know, we can look at um, a, a bear's sense of smell is seven times stronger than a bloodhound's sense of smell. And a bear's sense of smell is 2,100 times stronger than a human's sense of smell. So that's really kind of crazy to think about. So if we think of even just twice as good. So we can think of all the things we can smell. And now let's, let's double that. Let's intensify that times two. A bear can smell 2,100 times better than a human. That's how strong their sense of smell is. Um, and while, while dogs' sense of smell is about, um, it depends, but around, you know, I, I read everything from 100 to 10,000, so I'm not really sure, uh, stronger than a human. So it's, it's pretty, it's, it's really hard to like measure this and quantify it. But what it really means, um, you know, is just that their sense of smell is so much more developed than ours is. And it's, it's really quite amazing to think about. But we've also looked or talked about um, how humans over time, especially historically, uh, worked to avoid um, the sense of, or, or avoided letting animals smell them when they're trying to approach them. So, um, you know, whether it's for gathering food um, or hunting, you know, and that, you know, whether it was thousands of years ago or this weekend somewhere, you know, in the world, someone was hunting. So, um, people have worked to to mask the human scent humans scent so that animals uh, to mess with the animals sense of smell so they can't be detected and there are you know um, there's lots of products out there that have been developed to help with this and I was you know I remember when I was young I was kind of shocked to learn that um, people will put deer urine on their clothes they like in a spray bottle um, to kind of hide the scent of the the human scent or to um they ha can bottle up the chemical that was released by a, a female doe or de a female deer or a doe when she's in estrus and she's in heat they bottle that up and they spray that on their clothes to to hide their human scent but also to attract uh, male deer for hunting um you know and, and when people little tips if you're going out in nature um if you're wanting to approach animals uh, and, and not be smelled um, or not have them smell you, um, don't, you know, we, these are things we don't really think about, but like all of the body washes and the soaps and the deodorants, hair products, lotions, all of that stuff, um, it, it, if you've ever looked for unscented products like that, it is extremely hard. And a lot of people have chemical sensitivities and smells bother them. Um, but when you you know when you're looking for these things at the grocery store, it's very difficult to find things that don't have a strong scent. But if you want to be out in nature and to try to get closer to animals, make sure you're using unscented you know soap and unscented hair product or deodorant or lotion or whatever it is, um, because those things emit a very unnatural smell. Even if it tells you it smells like lavender, it doesn't smell like lavender. <laughs> you know, so just think about these things. Um, so, you know, with our druidry, <clears throat> we can use our sense of smell for so many things to learn more about our natural environment around us or to evoke memories about nature or experiences that we've had out in nature 
or other pleasing things like food. Um, you know, we can think of foods and they may take us back to uh, certain things that we want to think about. And, um, you know, there are many strong natural scents from the natural world that companies have developed and bottled to help bring that connection back to us as humans to evoke these positive feelings. So we can think of all the different types of colognes or perfumes, um, you know, or like I was saying, body washes and things, you know, they, they have, you know, a bar of soap that smells like cedar or whatever, you know, or um, perfumes and colognes, they, they smell like certain flowers or leather or smoke or vanilla or cinnamon or dirt or soil or whatever, you know, any, any kind of combination of all of these natural elements that make us feel connected and have good memories. So when people smell these things, it, it kind of evokes a sense of peace or comfort unconsciously, unconsciously, which can put those around someone wearing them. If someone's wearing them, it can put the people around them uh, at ease sometimes. And really, to kind of go off on a tangent, it's, it's really weird, but it's kind of a form of manipulation to some extent. Um, you know, it's kind of the same concept as manipulating our sense of sight or sense of vision or seeing by, you know, using makeup or wearing clothes um, on our bodies to attract others or to make them think a certain way about us. So we are changing our natural form to either be more appealing or more repelling to other people around us. And that can be done with clothes and makeup and cologne and body washes and deodorant, all of this stuff, you know. So if we think about it, um, what if someone uh, purposely put on cologne that smelled like dog poop or a skunk? Um, you know, how, how would that be perceived? You know, maybe they're doing it to get a reaction out of people. Um, but, you know, we can think about how others would respond based on that smell versus, you know, um, tobacco, leather, and, and cedar cologne or something like that. So... Um, this, these products are like multi-billion or trillion dollar industries and they're all aimed at evoking certain emotions in others or in oneself. They're, you know, they're not necessary for us, for our existence. They, they serve no other purpose other than um, to either to bring joy or to um, evoke a sense of pleasure in ourselves or, or others. And, you know, conversely, again, to kind of go down a pathway, um, this is where my, my sense of druidry takes me is because I want the most good for all beings. And, you know, I feel like there are boundaries and things that we need to respect with other people so as not to interfere with, with their sense of happiness and their joy they get from life. So this is going to be kind of a quick, weird tangent. Um, but many people have severe allergies and reactions to all, to a lot of scents, even natural scents, but especially to the ones that are man-made and have a lot of chemicals in them. So a lot of people get headaches and rashes, uh, mood changes, nausea, vomiting, uh, neurological problems, brain fog, all these different kinds of things from just these smells. And they can, you know, these reactions that people can have can come from the things that we really just take for granted and use on a day-to-day basis. And I, I wasn't really aware of this until a few years ago. And so I've, I've switched. I, I use body wash and deodorant and hair product that has no smell to it because I don't want to offend anyone. I don't want to cause anyone to get sick. Um, you know, so in, in, in health care, um, 
whatever field you go into, you know, a, a doctor, a, a nurse, uh, physical therapy, a dentist, whatever, one of the first things they typically teach you in school is you don't use products that smell strong. You don't wear cologne. You don't wear, you know, really strong smelling products. And because your patients can be very sick and these reactions can cause uh, inflammation and reactions and autoimmune reactions or immune responses that can kind of push them over the edge if they're already in an inflamed state or they're already sick. Um, you know, so I can't tell you really how many times I've, I've, where I've worked in different environments, I've had nurses or doctors or other healthcare people come into a patient's room that I'm taking care of, for example, in the hospital or in other settings. And these people come in with strong cologne or strong perfume. And, and this happened uh, a couple of months ago. Um, this doctor came into the, the hospital room and this, this patient had a really bad reaction. He had cologne on and the smell was in the room for hours. You know, and, and that patient was upset, upset and she had to sit there and smell that cologne. You know, he's in the room for about two minutes and he thinks he smells nice and he looks professional. But that smell lingered for hours and, and it really bothered her. So, you know, many people make formal complaints about this stuff and I really, I really don't blame them. And, you know, we can also kind of think about all of the industrial chemicals that we smell in our day-to-day -day lives. Um, or even, even you know, they cause a lot of physical problems in our bodies because we're not used to them. Our bodies are not meant to inhale all of these synthetic chemicals. And we smell them and we think they look nice or smell nice, but they have all of these, these uh, industrial chemicals in them that, we, that are not natural to our bodies. And when they get in our bodies at the microscopic level, they cause inflammation and uh, immune reactions and destruction, you know. So... Um, we wouldn't, we don't really think about it, but our, our nasal cavities and our lungs are, are, um, porous is not the right word, but they're, they're very vascularized. There's a lot of blood vessels. So when we smell things and they go into our nose, especially into our lungs, um, that's, we can think about people that do drugs or smoke. When we smell these things, they go right into our lungs and immediately into our bloodstream, which then goes to all the organs in our bodies and in our brain. So these chemicals cause lots of problems. Um, you know, and so I don't mean to harp on this, but as, as a druid, um, you know, again, we want the best outcome for the most people generally, and that includes yourself. So, you know, what harm are you doing to your body by using these things with all of these synthetic chemicals and th synthetic smells and, you know, all that stuff. So... Um, you know, we can consider like deodorant and body wash, shampoo, lotion, um, dish soap, laundry soap, um, you know, all the plastic items that we use for cooking that emit, you know, chemical smells when we cook with them. Just, just on and on and on. You know, you can think about all of these things, and even if you can't smell them, you are inhaling them. So along with our sense of smell is the process of inhalation and getting things into our lungs and into our nasal cavities. And again getting right into our bloodstreams and as druids in our current society we want to be connected to the natural world but it seems like we live in a very unnatural world um, and, and humans just over the past 100 200 years have become very quickly accustomed to living in an unnatural world and thinking that is normal um, you know we are meant to live very natural lives and, and some people try to do that and, and try to avoid 
you know, all of these, you know, unnatural things. And admittedly, you know, no one likes the smell of body odor, um, you know, or whatever, but, or, 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 you know, people that don't clean themselves after they go to the bathroom, for instance, that's an unpleasant smell, but you can get soaps and cleansers and deodorant that still clean well, but don't have all of the negative smells associated with them that are man-made and can cause chemical reactions in your body. And something else, you know, even, even if you can't smell them, some people have a very advanced sense of smell and they can smell these things. So I'm going to get off my soapbox now, but I just wanted to kind of bring that up because again, as druids, we want to do the right thing and to help the most people. And we want to be helpful to those around us and to the environment. So we can also think about um, all where are all the chemicals coming from to um, get you know get these chemicals to that are that are used. Um, you know this is kind of off topic, but um, <laughs> I don't know why this just popped in my head. But um, if if you look at food products, um, you know. Uh, of course, I would encourage people to eat as close to a natural food diet as possible. You know, we don't want a lot of chemicals, that kind of thing. But um, if you see a chemical of natural flavoring in any thing, in any product, uh, that can be a lot of different things, and it emits a lot of different smells. And one of the things I was surprised about, um, the the term natural flavoring, very commonly, is a liquid that comes from... Uh, beaver anal glands and I know that sounds really weird but they use it it's it's a gland near a beaver's anus and they express it and they get this chemical and then they use it as a scent or taste profile and they call it natural flavorings so just look that up (laughs) so you know do you want to eat uh you know do you want to eat a natural piece of chicken a natural piece of steak uh, and a few vegetables, or do you want to eat some peanut butter that has uh, beaver anal gland juice in it to make it smell better and taste better? You know, so think about the things that you consume that you smell, and where are these smells coming from? And again, as druids, you know, maybe it's not something that you really thought about that much, but really start thinking about the things that you are smelling. Where do they come from? How can you connect to them? How can you use them for memories? Um, think of smells that you enjoy in nature. Um, get just get out in nature, and and smell things just like using your other senses, and really connect to the world around you. And you can take that experience, and you can carry that with you in the future. And you can pull back and touch and touch that memory at any time to bring you back to a sense and a place that you really enjoy. So thank you for listening. I hope this has been helpful. I'm sorry I kind of went off on these weird tangents. Um, but it, these are things that I'm passionate about as a druid, and, and I just want to kind of bring awareness to them. So, again, thank you very much for listening. Thank you so much for joining in at the Druid's Grove. I thoroughly enjoyed sharing this time and information with you. I hope you learned something and are inspired to build a connection to the earth and the world around you. If you liked what was shared, please feel free to give back at Buy Me a Coffee. Join me on Substack, where I have transcripts, or listen on YouTube, and find the group on social media. For more information, check the show notes. I'll see you in the Grove. Until next time.